Welcome to another episode of the NAOP San Francisco Bay Area podcast series. I'm Corey English, one of the members of the board of directors for the San Francisco Bay Area chapter of NAOP and also a co-chair of the Marketing and Communications Committee. I'm really excited. Today, I am joined by Julie Chesley. And a little bit about Julie. Julie's been a part of the NAOP Leadership Development Program since 2012. Her work with NAOP started in Southern California, and then she's been part of our program working with NAOP in the San Francisco Bay Area since we started our Young Professionals Group, or YPG for short. Julie also played a pivotal role in helping initiate our new NAOP Executive Development Program, which we've shortened to NED. A little bit more about Julie. She's a retired lieutenant colonel who spent 20 years in the U.S. Air Force. She has an MBA and PhD in Strategy and Organizational Theory from the University of Colorado Boulder. She's also taught at the U.S. Air Force Academy, Colorado College, and Pepperdine University. In 2004, Julie started her own consulting practice with a focus on executive coaching, strategy development, and customized leadership development programs. Julie also works with Sync Up Leadership Group, which is a consulting practice offering leadership development programs employing the latest in neuroscience discoveries to impart wise vanguard strategies for growing the bottom line. And in her spare time, because she has so much of that, she writes research articles for publications, and her latest research article was just discussed in Forbes. Julie, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Corey. It's really a great pleasure to be here. I absolutely love working with the San Francisco Bay Area NAP organization in both the YPG group and the NED program. For those of you unfamiliar with YPG, it's a unique program offering instruction in the critical components of the commercial real estate industry, as well as offering personal and professional development coaching, extensive networking, and relationship building opportunities. Guidance from leading industry executives is shared through an intimate speaker series, which is exclusive to this program. YPG was launched in 2012 to foster our emerging young leaders and uh, and also to help create a solid talent pool within the industry for the Bay Area region. To date, we've graduated over 200 participants. The vast majority of them have stayed in commercial real estate, stayed here in the Bay Area, and have gone on to achieve impressive advancements in their careers. What is your role in the program, and how has your role evolved over the years? Well, right now, I design and lead the behavioral or leadership development part of YPG. You know, I began my work here in San Francisco with a very, very dear friend and colleague from Pepperdine University, Dr. Wayne Strong. He started the YPG program in Southern California and asked me to join him around 2011. And he was just a pioneer in this work of adult development. He started at Pepperdine. He started the graduate behavioral work at Pepperdine University and had a passion for really helping people develop to their full potential. You know, he used to have a saying that I so remember that the only one that's going to get in your way is the person sitting in your chair. And he wanted everyone to believe that they have this potential. And so he put that passion and knowledge and expertise into the programs that he designed in um, beginning in Southern California and then bringing it up here to San Francisco. He retired from this work about five years ago as he was in his late 70s and um, sadly he has recently passed away. But since Wayne retired and I took this on as the lead, I've continued to update the program, but you know, 
continuing to also emphasize all the things that Wayne passionately, passionately believed in about developing each person to their full potential and incorporating more about what we know about brain science and adult development. I absolutely love that quote. I am going to put it on a sign on a wall in front of my desk. <laughs> the only person that's going to get in my way is the person sitting in my chair. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, the YPG program was designed, you know, for those 35 and under or at the beginning stages of their respective careers. The NED program, in contrast, is designed specifically for, for professionals with 10 or more years of industry experience. So in this industry, the program helps prepare its members to take the next steps in their commercial real estate careers by providing opportunity for personal development and to grow participants, management, negotiation, presentation, and other skills that are vital to progressing them to the next level. What was your role in the creation of of NED? And what are you most excited about with regard to this program? I was part of this from the beginning as we saw the real benefits of bringing in the bright, talented people together in YPG to not only form relationships and networks, but also to work on their own development as leaders in this industry. But what we collectively observed was that there's no program for development for more senior people in the industry where it is also vastly needed. And this chapter took the lead to really fill this niche and support leaders in this industry. And so working with my colleague, Terry Egan, who is also from Pepperdine University and part of SyncUp Leadership Group, um, we worked to design and tailor a specific program for these more senior leaders. Um, based upon the work we've done at the graduate school and with other organizations. And gosh, you know, we're just really excited that we just kicked this program off with a tremendous group of senior folks and really look forward to supporting this in the future. Yeah, it's great. We're really excited about the, about the program. So one of the things that I love and when I think of the key differentiators, which I believe is also one of the reasons these programs are so well-received and successful, is that both YTG and NED have a scientific grounding. Would you share what that means and why it's so important? Yes, both programs are based on what we know from a number of different fields. And so if you think, if you talk about contemporary neuroscience research, uh, maybe some of you have heard of Dan Siegel, who's read, who's written, um, he's from UCLA and he's written many, many books. Um, but one of the books that we bring in to Ned is Mindsight, and it's really talked about the science of personal transformation. Um, and we also bring in just what we know from um, another uh, professor at UCLA, Dr. Jeffrey Schwartz, who you know establishes that the physical structure of our brain can be changed by just uh, by focused mental practices. So we use um, some of this and how we design the work, or we bring in the work of David Rock, who um, we, we, we read the book, Your Brain at Work, who really simplifies neuroscience in a way that you and I, who are not brain scientists, can understand. So we bring that in to the work we do. Um, we also bring in what we know about how adults learn and develop. 
Um, you know, Keegan and Leahy from Harvard have an adult development theory um, that's, that posits that we all go through different stages in life, and there are ways to help us um, learn and grow. And we put some of these practices in place from their groundbreaking research into mm-hmm. how the programs are designed. And, you know, there's also just basic group development um, about how groups come together, um, what makes them stick. You know, some of this was done based on some of the, you know, early work by Kurt Lewin in the 1940s who really started our, our examinations of how groups function. But, you know, it's also some of the basic things we know about um, what makes a team or a group effective. Um, from mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you heard about, you know, um, forming, storming, norming, performing, and some of that. But, you know, some of those, there's <laughs> ways to get groups to move through those stages. They don't just automatically happen. Some groups never get through any of it because they're too afraid to storm. Um, but we, you know, it's, I'm trying to not get too technical, but we um, take what we know in a number of these different fields and use that to, des- to design those programs. Fantastic. Fantastic. And how do you think this focus influences the format of these programs? Well, what it means is there are no PowerPoints, there's no lectures, um, but what we do have are practical and relevant exercises. We have carefully selected readings and follow-up assignments and reflections. We also have people work together to support their development. Uh, because we know that these are the ways that adults learn best. And we've also intentionally designed the size of each cohort to optimize the learning environment. YPG has a class of about 30 to 35 individuals, um, and typically they are age 35 and under. And this program grows for a year, so there's quite a bit of time to um, develop. NED is a smaller group of about 20 individuals, typically over age 35, and you might say mid-career. And this program is condensed more into a six-month time frame with three intensive overnight retreats. So participants can get away from distractions and facilitate a really deep dive into their own personal growth. I love that there's no PowerPoint. But moving on, <laughs> more specifically, <laughs> how has this format proven to be really beneficial for both programs? Well, it's really active application and learning. Um, you learn something, you might read something, but then you get a chance to experiment. You can experiment first in the group with the cohort and then bring it back to the organization. And it's also an opportunity to get feedback um, from participants in the program um, where it might challenge your assumptions and your, um, your beliefs about yourself. Um, in YPG, there's a wonderful opportunity to get, 360 to, get, to get 360 degree feedback, which is really a gift at that stage in your career. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. So, Julie, I know a lot of the YPG participants and, and graduates, and what I've noticed and what I think is fabulous is that they they just forge these amazing bonds throughout the program at the end of the program I mean they're lifelong friends as well as colleagues what do you do to foster those bonds how do you help that happen 
Well, you know, we spend a lot of time at the retreat and follow-on sessions creating this cohort, which is more than just a group of people who attended the same course at the same time. And there's really a science to how we do this, kind of the secret sauce. Um, you know, I actually work with organizations, they want commitment, but you can't have a committed group until there is trust. And trust doesn't come just because you want people to trust each other. You have to have created a space where there's comfort in being open. And to do that, you first have to have a certain level of rapport. So during the retreats and during the times we meet, there's a series of exercises specifically designed to move the group from being relative strangers to a committed group with really close relationships. And as you said, I know some of the groups have gone on vacations together, um, which is really great to hear. It happens a lot in this industry. A lot of people go on vacation and form very close relationships. But it's, it, what I think is remarkable is that these YPG groups are young and they do form very close relationships and bonds that benefit their careers and, and also, you know, their friend, their friendships, basically, um, for years and years to come. Now, from a science perspective, why is it so important to focus on emotional intelligence and soft skills in these trainings and programs? The real estate industry is a people business. And as you know, being able to develop and maintain relationships is absolutely critical. But the sad fact is that research suggests that over 40% of leaders derail. They don't reach the level that they thought they would or they plateau or they get passed over for promotions or they um, get removed from their position. And the number one reason are problems with interpersonal relationships, including being insensitive, arrogant, or cold. I mean, nobody mm -hmm. wants to follow someone who is volatile, manipulative, manipulative, or cold. And at the core of this is self-awareness a key feature mm -hmm. of both YPG and NED. And then right. another reason, yeah, and another reason um, about intelligence and soft skills is uh, another reason the leaders derail is the failure to build and lead a team. Um, and if we don't know what a strong team looks like as a leader, it's really hard to be successful. And if mm -hmm. we think that the only way a team functions is when the leader makes a decision, we just really don't understand teams. And again, both YPG and NED are cohort-based, where, you know, a large part of this is working in groups, providing each other feedback and experimenting with new behaviors and influence techniques. And lastly, mm. in terms of relationships, you know, one of the reasons that leaders derail is they can't change or adapt. You know, if you look at, gosh, since the digital, digital disruption, over 50% of Fortune 500 companies um, don't exist or they've gone bankrupt or they've been acquired. And it's not because the companies couldn't adapt. It's because of leadership not being able to adapt, not being able to tolerate ambiguity, um, relying on what's worked for them before, not being able to learn new skills or adapt to a changing environment. And again, part of what YPG and NET are about as they're purposely designed to put the participants 
in ambiguous situations where they don't know what's coming next, where they have to learn to adapt and reflect on their behavior and what might need to change. And all of this gets back to really helping them be um, better leaders and forming these close relationships. Gosh, that, I mean, that is just so vital and important, especially given what we're all dealing with um, right now, today, in this environment. I mean, everyone has had to adapt and modify how they work and how they lead and how they communicate. And I think that this program, I mean, it, it's, it's so important right now, especially. It's important always, but really important right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I would love to dig in just a bit more on each of these programs. Um, so let's start with YPG. What is the focus of your work with the YPG program? And what are, what are the specific program objectives? So YPG participants are usually aspiring to leadership positions. And here we focus on personal influence and the ability to facilitate a team. And again, as I talked about, mastering the stages of relationship building is a business competence. competence. They need to know how to do this. We also focus on their leadership style, not trying to be anyone else, but what, if I look at myself, what are my strengths? What are my blind spots? Do I have any potential stumbling blocks or what one or two habits do I have that get in my way and how am I working to change that? For example, in, in YPG, we talk and read about the brain and what we know about how it works best. Many YPG participants uh, focus on a habit that they want to change of having too many distractions or multitasking. And why this is important is, you know, a study found that employees spend an average of 11 minutes on a project before they are distracted. And after they get in an interruption, it takes 25 minutes to return to the original task. Oh, my goodness. So if you have thinking, I know. So if thinking is required, you really need to learn how to minimize distractions and what can each person do to change that. Or in the case of multitasking, you know, we all think we're good at it. And we were actually probably taught at one time that it's a good thing to think that we can multitask. And yet research has shown that our cognitive capacity can drop from that of a Harvard MBA to an eight-year-old if we try to do two cognitive things at once, something called dual task interference. So again, if accuracy is important, which I believe it is in your industry, Mm -hmm. um, don't divide, don't divide your attention. And so the YPG participants might work on several strategies to try to avoid multitasking, but whatever they do, it has to work for them. So there's not a one size fits all for how we want people to work, but it's recognizing a habit that they want to shift. And lastly, we also work with um, everyone in the program about how to effectively communicate and how to be better listeners and motivate others who are on their team, emphasizing the importance of presence, you know, the term executive presence. Right, leadership presence. I, I mean, I'm, I think we're all guilty of thinking we're good at multitasking. And I think, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? The data shows that we're not. Not when it requires Absolutely. a lot of cognitive, <laughs> cognitive abilities. Well, so same question, same question, but shifting the focus to the NED program. What's your focus? with NED and what are its program objectives? Well, if you think about what I would say master leaders today are more senior leaders, 
well, actually we all do, but as you get to that level, we really need a sophisticated and agile mindset to deal with everything that's going on, all of the uncertainty and ambiguity. Uh, we need to, as leaders, be able to challenge our own assumptions and be comfortable to challenge the assumptions of others and to take that all in and learn and integrate new understandings, which requires our mindset to really shift. When we investigate our beliefs, our biases, our habits, mm -hmm. and, you know, the things that we do that are just autopilot. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the, the scary thing is, is over 90% of our decisions, motivations, or reactions are influenced by automatic, non-conscious processes. We, we really naturally default to them, even when they know the, the challenging thing is sometimes we they're very, very effective. But when we default to them, when they don't match the situation or the environment, that's when we get ourselves in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so the focus to do that, to really shift mindset. And so we've got the retreats and we've got some reflection exercises and some action plans that participants engage in. But it looks at what, what am I doing that sabotages my potential? You know, what practices should I put in place to support the best version of me showing up every day, day in and day out? And what can I do to engage my whole person, my whole self? We have an acronym that we use called SPINE, which is really your spirit, your physical self, your intellect, your intuition, and your emotions. And what we want is your whole self at all times, you know, increase to increase the passion and meaning at work in terms of your spirit, connection to something bigger, to develop practices in your physical self to sustain energy and to stop the overload before damage is done. You know, you really want to be able to increase your stamina and perseverance. perseverance. Intellectually, you want to deal effectively with all of this ambiguous information, this complex world we're living in, and be able to step up and see the big picture strategically. And with intuition, what we're looking for here is like, how can you develop your ability to see patterns in unrelated data? And again, emotionally, we continue this focus. How can you maintain positive energy to deal with disappointment? How can you regulate your emotions in really challenging times? So that's, you know, that's a, a lot, but we really want people to bring their mm -hmm. whole self, develop all aspects of their self um, uh, as leaders. And then we also in that in these retreats, you know, we want to understand our story and how our past shapes us today. You know, what are mm -hmm. my patterns? And do I have strengths that I overuse that were really helpful for me to get me to a certain point, and yet now they no longer serve me. Um, and, you know, it, and then I just go to autopilot. So what can I do? What kind of understanding your patterns, where they came from, and recognizing, yes, this is good, but now I need to bring in some other things to support me. And really know how these patterns impact the relationships and how we show up in the world. Because what we really want to do is continue this personal development as a lifelong learning strategy. Um, so that we can, you know, be self-led. Yeah, I love, I love the uh, the understanding your story and how your past shapes your present. I mean, 
the participants in that are obviously doing something right, but their their past and their story might not be what their future is in the future. They need like more growth. And this is phenomenal opportunity for them to, to really reflect and grow. Absolutely. Uh, so what outcomes, I mean, I know what I've seen in outcomes from the participants of YPG. Um, what outcomes have you seen in the participants who complete the program? And then how do you measure those results? Is there a way to really measure those results? Well, one of the things that we really um, think about is in, you know, if you just think about careers, and I think one clear outcome um, is clarity of what do I want my life to be about? And what am I doing now to help create that future, not kind of, you know, just taking the next step, being really thoughtful and mindful about where you want to be. Um, are you just there to cross days off the calendar or where, where do you want to make a difference in your career? And it also provides, I think, when you get more self-awareness and clarity about who you are, well, you might have more courage to grow and take the next leap in your career and not stay stuck in one place. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and some of the other things that you really see which support um, the folks in the industry are the relationships and the network. And, you know, as you, as you said earlier, there's over 200 um, alumna from the YPG group, and it's really shaping the future of the industry. You know, anecdotally, I've known that we've had participants start new organizations based upon the relationships they've built in YPG. Um, so I think, and the network continues to, to um, grow through ongoing membership, obviously, and participant in, participating in the larger NAP organization. Yeah. It does speak volumes when you have the same, you know, foundation and belief system and you can bring together um, complementary skill sets and it makes sense to, you know, form organizations from that point. I think that's a phenomenal outcome. Um, So, Julie, just real quick, one final thought. What do you believe the lasting impact will be from these programs long term on the on real estate as an industry, and maybe as a whole business world as a whole? Well, in, in terms of the work that we're doing here, you know, the bottom line is I see, you know, you'd have a connected, tight-knit group of leaders with increased self-awareness. You know, what I often love is the saying by Warren Bennis, Warren Bennis you know, you want to um, develop yourself so much that you get out of your own way. And so what you get from these types of programs and what we're doing here in NAOP is a connected, tight-knit group of leaders who can lead and influence with effectiveness through this really complex environment that we're all facing, where both them and the people that work with them and for them can thrive. I love it. I love it. We couldn't ask for a better outcome, and it will absolutely have ripple effects throughout the entire community. Well, so just thanks so much, Julie, for joining us and for sharing your knowledge with us. If you're interested in learning more about our programs, you can visit us online at naiopsfba.org or contact the NAOP San Francisco Bay Area office for information. The YPG application period is April through June with the program beginning each September. The NED application period happens in the fall with the programs running January through June. The chapter will be offering informational sessions during each application period and program leaders, as well as many of the graduates who honestly are the true advocates for this program, 
are more than happy to speak with anyone who's interested in applying. So with that, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Julie, for all of your information and, and for sharing your knowledge with us. Please feel free, everyone, to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. And have a great day.